I think you're on mute. Hello, Cubs fans. Hello, Nick. <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> Welcome to Cubs on Tap. I tried to click that button 500 times. It did not want to respond to me. Um, I am Joey Ricotta. This is Nick Hudson joining me tonight, just like last night, at Nick underscore on tap. I am at Joey Knows Nothing. We are Cubs on Tap. Uh, no Ron, no Juice, no Tyler uh, joining us tonight. Tyler... Our good friend was at the game tonight at PNC Park. Photos looked beautiful. Um, the videos looked beautiful, but unfortunately, he went to another loss. Um, so I think the the last game he went to, I, I want to say it was the Orioles series. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> was at a loss for that. I think it was a tie on start. But yeah, Nick, two to one Cubs. Cubs lose tonight to the Pirates. They get Mitch Kellard. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Um, I already see the comments here. Some technical difficulties talk going on. I'm doing well, though. Um, it, was, it was a tough one tonight, but we've been playing a lot of close games. We discussed it, so these nights are bound to happen. Speaking of, yeah, they are bound to happen. I, I want to bring up the comment right now because speaking of technical difficulties, um, Apparently, there were technical difficulties at uh, Sox Park tonight. Uh, unfortunate situation, it sounds like. There was, uh, well, fortunately, nobody got seriously hurt there, uh, but a gunshot. I don't know what's happening in a Major League Baseball park that uh, there's a gun getting fired off here, but that's what happened. And they, they were supposed to do like an, I love night, the nineties concert with vanilla ice. And, uh, they blamed it on technical difficulties to why that got canceled, but they didn't cancel the game. They just proceeded with the game. So, um, crazy situation on the South side of Chicago tonight as they lost to, uh, the Oakland A's. But, um, fortunately, like I said, fortunately, nobody got seriously hurt. It sounds like, so that's a good thing. Uh, but, Nick, yeah, we were talking a little bit pre-show about uh, this game tonight. Mitch Keller's a good pitcher, right? He's a good pitcher. We talked about it last night. He can definitely run through a lineup. Um, he's he's had his, his times where he hasn't been as good this season, but this was one of those games where he was locked in. Eight shutout innings, um, six strikeouts, four hits, one walk. The guy was good. Mitch Keller was on his game, and Bellinger didn't have a hit. Dansby didn't have a hit. Candelario didn't have a hit. I mean, there was multiple guys in this lineup, big thumpers in your lineup or key contributors who did not contribute tonight. So, yeah, it, and Hendricks got hit early. He wasn't quite locked in first inning woes like he always seems to have. And then he settled in and had a good outing, but the bats never really quite came around. So, Nick, what are some of your initial thoughts about this loss here tonight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a disappointing loss because whenever you see a final score of two or one nothing, you just always think, where could we have gotten those two or three runs that we needed? Um, and like you said, the bats just weren't there. Um, Hendricks did struggle in the first a little bit, but it's to be expected, honestly, with him, like we said. Um, it's something that – he goes through in the first inning, but he really shut things down after that. Unfortunately, 
Keller was just too much for the Cubs to handle. He just he blew them away, and then uh, they were able to piggyback to Bedner. So it was really going to be a tough night. And they did well to battle back in the ninth. And, you know, your pick to click there, Ian Happ. There you Game go. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was good to see a little fight at the end there. But when you get shut down by, like, a pitching performance like that, it's a contagious thing. Like, you can feel that it's just – at bat after bat at bat it starts to get worse and worse and the chances become less to come back so it was good to see one run on i think it was just one of those things where they're glad to not see mitch keller in the ball game anymore right yeah i really thought um i thought that call at the end screwed us a little bit screwed the momentum i don't know about you but it really felt like it did i thought that they would be able to string a couple more hits together maybe tie the game up first of all do not never call it pick to click ever again. Oh yeah, fly the W. Yeah, fly the. <laughs> yeah, total White Sox thing, Nick. Yeah. What, what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing? Tony's in the comments, and all of a sudden you're. You yeah, know. right. I got the White Sox contagion going on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so I agree, man. I don't know. That call was ridiculous at the end. Um, yeah. I I don't understand I, what angle did they see. From the other cameras that, you know, when they make the call and they're reviewing it, what, what angle did they see that they couldn't show us, the viewer at home? Because yeah. from every angle that they showed, which they didn't have the other side visual that we could tell, um, that there was a clear call there that you could overturn that. If you're going to call the guy safe originally yeah. at first phase, you can't overturn it without – Having indisputable that evidence. evidence, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I totally agree with you. It, and like you said, why can't we get that angle? I feel like the communication severely lacks when it comes to baseball. Like on the field, you get like in the NFL, they explain things very well. A lot of times, you're left in the dark as a baseball fan too of why this happened. And this replay rule with the indisputable, it was working for so long, and then tonight. You see something like this where you're like, oh, totally, it was way too close to overturn. And then they overturn it. And you're just like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. So you're just left in the dark feeling like all the other baseball games I've seen, when it's really close like that, they can't make the turn. They go by the call on the field. Even if the call on the field is less right than what it looks like on the video, it doesn't matter. It's the call on the field. So I felt like we totally got screwed out on that one, and I would love to see the angle, but we never will. I don't even know if it exists, to be honest. It's like, right. but that's how you feel. You feel left out. You feel like, what am? Why can't I see what they saw? Yeah, and who knows what they saw? Because, like you said, you know they're not really that communicative about about that. Uh, once they change a call, it's just that's the change call, and we got to all move on. So, yeah, I, I, that's annoying. That's something that they should clean up moving forward, just baseball as a whole, because, you know, you look at it, to your point, football, very good at explaining things um, for the most part, right? At least they'll, they'll tell you why something, they saw something, what the actual call was later on. Like in baseball, you don't really hear that. It's just outer safe. It's, yeah, you know, whatever the change was, oh, it was – this and that's it we move on so it, it was a little annoying there because Hap came through to lead off that ninth inning and 
yeah, I mean, it was it felt good to kind of just get Keller out of the game at that point. I think even though Bednar is a filthy animal yeah. himself, <laughs> he really is. Like Hap being able to to get to him, and then Bellinger looked like he was on base, and you're feeling pretty good, right? You got you've cut the lead in half. It's two to one. Ballinger's on first with nobody out, and that's a momentum killer right there with one out and nobody on base. So, unfortunately, you know, you're, you're not going to – it's not just one play that makes or breaks a, a game always. I mean, they couldn't hit tonight. They just couldn't hit Keller, kind of how, how it shook out. Um, I do think that Kyle Hendricks, despite the first inning struggles, as we've seen all season long, he had a really good outing. Like this – Pitching into the sixth inning, um, basically was basically was a quality start, even though it's not going to go down that way. He's that guy that you know he was pitching. He was throwing some pitches over eighty nine tonight, like yep. quite a few of them. I mean, this guy is he's seemingly pitching more and more like the Kyle Hendricks, and he'll still have his clunkers here and there, but it's it really does feel like mostly the first inning every time. Pitching more and more kind of like that vintage Kyle Hendricks that we've been looking for. And he's never going to be quite to the top of his game level as he once was, I don't think. But that's just the changing of the game and just how everything's evolved. But, yeah, what did you think about Ken, uh, about Hendricks tonight, the professor? Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of good out of Hendricks, and I mean, I'm just going to slightly disagree. I want to see him get back to that point, and I think that, you know, some slight adjustments, maybe some work he might be able to because he's a professor, man. He just goes out there, and he cool, calm, he goes, and he has a plan, and it's just great to watch. I always love watching him pitch, Um, but it's a shame the offense couldn't rally around him, try to get him a W, you know. Um, Because I thought he shut it down after that first inning. Um, It's just that first inning troubles are very puzzling to me because he doesn't seem like a guy that would have those troubles. You know, he seems like someone that's fairly locked in. um, But for some reason, it's just that first inning really gets to him. Yeah, it is interesting, too, because you listen to a lot of the guys talk about him, like even younger pitchers like Aiden Wesnowski. And they'll tell you, like, this guy's – so crafty and he just he could like throw his bullpens basically blindfolded i mean like greg maddox used to do sometimes or not quite like greg maddox but you know how hendrix he just lands in the same spot like what wes nesky was saying everything just looks the exact same even when he's throwing his bullpens and so it's weird when you're doing your pre-game bullpen and then you go out there to the mound like why can't that translate for a guy that is so the same every time? Is it, is it just as simple as, well, he was, he's throwing off of a different mound now, like now he has to get used to the, maybe the landing spot of that mound. Like, is it just that simple? Or does he just not have a feel for, it's just not total command yet. I mean, obviously the command isn't as sharp in the first inning. We know that, but, what is it like? What is the actual yeah. issue there for Hendricks? I don't know what that is, but exactly. Well, it seems like he's getting jumped on a lot. Like he, like they, they almost have like a game plan when it seems like he really falls apart. Um, and I think that they sit on the changeup a lot of times. And and like if he's not setting it up or 
they're just waiting for it. You know, if you know a pitch that's going to be coming or you're thinking about a zone, you can zone in on a, on a guy. I mean, these are professional hitters. So I think that happens from time to time where, like, they'll come in, like the team will come in with a game plan on Hendricks. And they obviously know. Um, so maybe it's a first-inning approach and that's what happens. But like you said, he's a crafty guy. Um, so it is a puzzling thing for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping as the season moves on, I mean, it's just like historically it's been every year it seems like. So yeah, I don't know how much hope I'm going to hold out that this kind of changes itself, but yeah. I'm still going to hope for it because all in all, all in all though, man, if he gives us six innings, two runs, three runs, I'll take that. Like that's yeah. – I'm, I don't care if the, the runs are coming in the first inning or not. You don't want to fall behind early, but – no, no, no. You usually win a lot of these ball games. I mean, the two two runs given up, you usually win those games. So, yeah, kind of like we said though, Cubs got Mitch Kellard, Helen Kellard by the umpires. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it's blind and deaf over there at, at first base, but uh, yeah, or just in the replay booth. I don't know, but the offense, man, I. I, like I, I don't really want to make this about that tonight. Like, I, I mean, we could. We obviously can talk about how the offense struggled tonight, but you're going to have those games, and it was kind of a matter of time lately where this offense has carried quite a bit recently. So yeah. if you get those down games, especially against a good pitcher, it's kind of tough for me to be like, oh, well, they suck tonight. Like, well, yeah, yeah that, that's baseball. Like, what are we going to do? I mean, we got exactly. two more games in the series. It's the second game in the series. You lost the second game, but go back out there and, and you got Javier Assad going tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you, any kind of like wrap up thoughts that you have about this game or what were your thoughts yeah. about the offense maybe with Mitch Keller out there? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, bad teams are going to have really good players. And I, this is the case with Pittsburgh. I mean, you got, you know, Mitch Keller, who's a really good player and he's a good pitcher. And like you said, you, you can't feel too bad that you got shut down um, by a good player. Baseball is hard. It's hard to hit a baseball. And, and like it gets harder and harder every year with these analytics and these guys coming up. So it's hard, but it sucks more because you're in such a close race and the fucking brewers won't stop winning it is so aggravating man it's just it's killing me so i mean that's why it's more irritating than anything else otherwise tonight is one of those games that you kind of just tip your hat off to keller and you say like that was just a really well pitched game yeah what's with the brewers dude what is with the they're not this good six straight wins (laughs) no they're not to lose i mean we got that series coming up uh, but it's Monday, right? Starts Monday. Yeah, gotta Three have some more left. positive momentum going into that one. Yeah, we need it. Like, and maybe that's just what they're setting themselves up for. Maybe what's happening here is like they're gonna get a little hot. They've they've been pretty hot right now, but they're setting themselves up for all right. The Cubs need to take care of business themselves. That's just what needs to happen. The problem is you're they played. They've played some pretty tough opponents. And those so-called tough opponents that we were looking at this part of the schedule is like, hey, they're going to kill the Brewers, are not 
taking care of business against the Brewers? Like, what are you doing, the Rangers? The what are you guys doing, the Padres? I know. What's happening? Shit the bed. We're, like we're everybody shit. Stupid. Oh man, let's see what this Tony is saying here. Um, it's gonna pull up slow on my thing. I had a ton of comments on a tweet tonight that the Cubs have played bad over the last ten. Uh, was the run a mirage, or does this team have what it takes to grab a playoff spot? I don't. I, so I think it's a little bit of both, right? I think the the run itself was a little too hot. Like it was a little too hot. I don't think they're that streaky of a team. I don't yeah. think that this team is going to go on some crazy run and play that hot all the time. But I. I do think that they can definitely win. Like this is definitely a playoff spot potential team. I mean, they're in the thick of it now, right now they would have a playoff spot. Right. Um, I, I don't know if they're as good as that they showed, especially with the way that the pitching staff is kind of shaking out right now. That's the, that's the questionable part to me. I think yeah. the the offense is playing like, I, I think the offense is pretty legit. If you look at the guys that are, producing yeah they were underperforming and now they're playing more to their like capabilities i think at this point but i'm I'm still you know it's kind of the conversation we had last night a little bit worried about how this team is going to the starting pitching is gonna it sounds like jordan wicks will be getting a start on sunday and not quite official i don't think on that front but i don't believe he was with the iowa cubs and there was some kind of reports of him, you know, potentially making a start here. So we'll see. I, you know, I don't want to put it on him as like, oh, this kid's gonna come up here and tear it up, and we have nothing to worry about because we've said that <laughs> people have said that about Caleb Killian. They said that about Hayden Wisniewski. You know, like, yep, he's a young pitcher. So I don't know. What do you think, though? Can I answer Tony's? Yeah, I I mean, like you said, I I don't think that the Cubs are a team to get that hot. I think a lot of that was desperation uh, to keep the core guys together to not let their team, you know, blow up. Um, But I think that overall, I think they do have what it takes. I think it's going to be a lot of, um, in the coming weeks, like the Milwaukee series, it's going to be huge. Um, But I think the pitching – as long as it stays semi-solid, the offense should be able to carry this one out. But the offense has to take a little bit of a step. Like you said, we're playing a lot of close games. Um, they have to take a step to be the one to carry things, to know that the pitching staff isn't going to be that great. Um, as they were at the start of the year, now they can kind of take over and just get us over the hump at the edge. Because a 162-game you know, a year, you got to kind of work – it's a marathon. Yeah, it is. It's a marathon. So that, I think if that's what takes place is if the pitching remains relatively solid, you know, not amazing but not falling apart either, I think the offense is going to be able to carry this one out and hopefully get us over the line to at least a wild card spot. But I'd like to take the division with the Brewers. Yeah. Brewers. I would too. It's kind of interesting, though, before we hopped on here, we were kind of going down the scenarios of – Okay, if the Cubs take the division, Milwaukee falters a little bit, 
let's say they're not quite to that sixth seed or the third wild card spot, then the Cubs wouldn't face them. But as it stands now, like if they're in that third wild card spot, then the Cubs would face Milwaukee. They just wouldn't have the home field advantage in the yeah. first round. So it, there's a lot of different scenarios, though. Like, do you want to face Philadelphia if you if you move up one spot in the wild card? Then do you still have the disadvantage because you have to potentially play two games in Philly. So I don't know, man. Like, it's a lot. Not that I think what they need to worry about is just winning games when it comes down yeah. to it. At this point, you just you got to get in. But like we're gonna we're gonna have these conversations probably as we get closer, especially if they're really solidified in a in a playoff spot like towards the end. Which I don't I, looking at it now, like I don't see that being a case. I feel like this is gonna be right down to the wire. This is it is it's gonna go right down the and that's what scares me because I don't want to see them just fall off. I really don't. I want to see them keep staying in this thing because it's going to get hard. I mean, and it's going to get real tight because it already is super tight. So, like, it's just going to take a couple, you know, bad sequences for things to go awry. So, hopefully that's not the case. It could go the other way, too, um, where, like, things go really well for the Cubs. So, we have to see. Yeah, we don't want to be negative. We, no, no, no. It's no. Friday, dude. It's Friday it's night. Friday, it's yep. Saturday. We're we're on here so late. There's no, it there's no negative vibes. We can't do that. <laughs> but at the same time, it was a loss. So, you know. So you have okay. to keep some kind of negative in it. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a little bit in there. But, um, Smiley was back to the bullpen tonight. Out of just a real, you know, light note. Smiley looked good in the bullpen. Yeah. Leave him there, please. Yeah, there's no reason to do anything else with Smiley. Just leave him in the bullpen. And I think he'll do well in the bullpen. I really do. I think it's just when you extend him, it's just not good. You he's just not he's not a starting pitcher either, like first inning, all that stuff. He's just not he's way better out of the bullpen. Way better utilized out of the bullpen. There's no question. And his career numbers are actually pretty good in the bullpen, too. So just just let him do this thing down there, please. Like, I don't think there's going to be a situation where they put him back in the rotation unless we see, like, another injury or something. Maybe, you know, maybe out of emergency they bring him back in the rotation, but I hope not. Um, I'm excited, though, for Wicks. If we get Wicks on Sunday, I'll tell you that. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I mean, this kid could be a legit rotation piece. I don't I don't know. There, I've had some kind of – lately I've been not as high on him as like a one or a two in a rotation as like a like potential future outlook of him goes. And I don't – and that's not to like poo-poo him by any means. Like True. I'm kind of thinking he probably settles in as like a three or four in a, ro- in a good rotation. Solid but three. Oh yeah, that's fine. Like I was just a future outlook. That's just kind of what I've been like thinking in my head of just like the way his repertoire is, where he's not like that super powerful, like fastball guy. It's lower nineties with the changeup. That's excellent. Some breaking stuff. You know, got a little bit of a cutter that he's working on. I think this is a great matchup for him. 
Yeah. As Greg Zumach too on Twitter. I've, I've been seeing some of the stuff he's putting out there. Um, I think he's at Ivy Futures, but he was talking about the matchup itself of, you know, just the pitches that Pittsburgh struggles with, type of pitchers they struggle with. Um, that could be a really good matchup for Jordan Wicks. But yeah, what are you what are you expecting if that's the case? Like if he if he comes out there Sunday, what are you expecting, or what do you what do you think just from maybe a general landscape of Jordan Wicks or anything like that? Well, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just really excited about it. I, I'm excited to see him up here. Um, I, I don't know what the what the leash is going to look like, really. I think it's just mainly going to be like feel out the game, see how things are going. Um, they're not going to let him like burn out there. But I think he maybe goes five or six solid innings, maybe. Hopefully, I think that's like a win for him he would consider – um, but I don't think they'll stretch him out too much, um, this first outing, but I'm excited overall. I was trying to hold back my sneeze. Apologies. Probably <laughs> <Okay>. caught that. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, I told you to do these allergies are kicking my ass. I don't know what's going on here, but no, I agree though. I think he's, he's going to be on a leash. His pitch count. He's not getting the pitch count out there in the minors. Like it, it's been very no, it's not very high. Well, like maybe, oh, okay. maybe he gets up to like he might have gotten up to like the 80s and some of them. Oh, but I mean, we're talking probably. I'm thinking like four or five, honestly. That's kind of four or five. Cool. Yeah. It, like if he gets to five and he gets through five, I'm gonna that say that's, yeah. that's a good outing for him. Um, sure. And maybe I'm going just taking a lower approach too because. I don't really want to have those expectations. Like we get yeah. so up for these and I'm going to be just as excited as everybody else too. Like, of course, but we get so up for them that like when it doesn't work out right away, I think people are setting themselves up for like, you're just getting up for the inevitable letdown, you know? And I yeah. don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to exactly. do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, you can't put that on him right now. Like at all, there should be like no, you, like you said, you shouldn't put too much expectations on him. It's just a young guy. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. Tomorrow, speaking of young pitchers, tomorrow Javier Assad on the bump facing some dude named Selby with a ERA close to seven point three. Um, I don't even know who that is. I, I honestly, I keep up with a lot of different. Players around the league try to. That's shocking. You don't know who that is. Round 16, draft pick 2018. So, do you know who this is, Nick? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. You're saying it's shocking. I'm like, no, I'm shocking that you don't know. Because you know everybody. You know everybody. No, I don't. Get the fuck (laughs) out of here. I I tried to, like, especially if it's like a prospect or something. I don't even know how old this guy is. Let me see. Age 25. Okay. So he's young. I mean, he's young. I don't know what he's been up to, <laughs> but <laughs> doesn't look very good. But Javier Saad's been looking pretty good. I mean, really kind of ran out of steam the last outing a little bit, like towards the end of the outing, but he's been on fire for the most part uh, yeah. lately. So 
yeah, what do you think? What are the Cubs got to do here? I don't know what this pitcher do- even does. I got to look into him a little bit. But what do you think yeah, the Cubs I mean, going to do? The Cubs definitely got to have more offense than tonight. <laughs> but they – right. Can't yeah, get worse, right? Yeah, yeah, you literally can't. Back to what I originally thought they have to do. They have to be aggressive. Like, they have to steal some runs here um, and just put the pressure on them immediately. A young guy like that, just get the pressure on him immediately first inning because um, it'd be nice to give Javier Saad a little bit of comfortableness with his um, outing because he, he has done really good. And like you said, he ran out a little bit of steam last time. But I think that if he has some run support, it could help him out. feel like he's got some, some backing there. doesn't have to get too cute, too fancy with his pitching um, and just go and attack the hitters, which when he does do that, it, he really – he looks good. So I think that's what they have to do, honestly, is just like try to steal some runs and try to put the pressure on for sure. Yeah, steal some runs. I agree with I love that because the Cubs are at their best, man. When they are on the bases making things happen. Um saw it against teams like the White Sox, which I know, you know, they don't have a catcher that can throw back to the pitcher with a timely fashion. So, like, you know, you're going to steal a lot of bases against Yasmani Grandal and whoever. But, like, they've been doing this to a lot of teams. They've yep. been doing this. They, they steal multiple bases. Horner's machine this season with the stolen bases. And it, they've been aggressive just on the base pass in general from, like, taking the extra base perspective and making the right reads. And, you know, yeah, the outfielder, we talked about it last night. The outfielder maybe misplayed it or just had like a slight bobble out there in right field. But Dansby doesn't score without that aggression in the right read, too. So exactly. making things happen on the bases, I think, is something that I really am looking for. Not only just tomorrow, but just the rest of the season. I'm looking at the Selby guy. All right, so. Throws, a, throws some heat. He's got a 96, 97-mile-per-hour fastball, sinker, four-seamer. Mostly he throws the sinker. Slider, he throws pretty heavily, heavy amount. So mostly sinker, slider, curveball. Um, fastball velocity is in the 87th percentile. So there you go. I don't know anything else. It's just a quick little there you quick go. research on air. Um, Colin Selby. If that's even how you say his name, I'm assuming. So, yeah, Nick, final thoughts for this game, for tomorrow's game, and maybe a fly the W pick for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, final thoughts for this game. Just put it behind you because it was just one of those games. Like you said, baseball's baseball. Um, next game, a little different. You got to go out there and you got to just, you got to, not have such a close game like you're saying. You got to just have a good offensive night and a good solid approach where you blow the team out of the water and you just feel comfortable because um, we need that desperately. So that's my final thought there. And then my fly the W player. I'm going to go Nico Horner because mm-hmm. I want him to steal a base. I really do. I need it. I need them to get aggressive on the bases. So. Sorry, need controllers. it. <laughs> I need it. I need the umpires to stop Helen Kellering us. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know who I'm going to go with today or for tomorrow. But, yeah, I'm getting sick of this. these one-run, two-run games. Can we stop yeah. with this? Please. <laughs> Please. Like, the blood pressure is just getting to a different level of – I don't know, man. <laughs> the later we get, the closer these are, the the worse off we're going to be. We need these to get a little easier on our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about, like, waking up from – okay, so I'll admit right now – I didn't say this. I should have said this at the top of the show. I fell asleep probably the second inning. Woke up around the sixth. So I missed a lot of Hendrix's start. Oh, no, it was about the fifth inning, I think. Fifth or sixth inning. I missed a lot of Hendrix's outing. Caught the bad. Missed a lot of the good. And then caught a little bit of the bad towards the end. Well, it was mostly good, though, towards the end. But um, anyways, I don't know where I'm going with this. All I'm saying is, like, maybe it's because of me that I fell asleep and I woke up to this close game and I'm already, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, I missed what what happened and the score didn't change and it's a close game and then you fall out on the losing end. But it's every night, man. It's every night. Nick only hits fouls. I saw that. And you know what? That's not true at all. I hit piss (laughs) missiles. Tony's just jealous because I'm I'm very good at wiffle ball, Tony. And we had a home run derby, and he knows how that went. He knows. Ooh. How that went. <laughs> All right. So so what was the final? What was the final score? Who had more homers? Like you guys were keeping tally that way, or what are you guys doing? Yeah, we were. It was. Uh, let's see, I forgot what the final score was, but I know I hit more. But it got dark, and Tony. It got very dark, and Tony hit a lot of home runs because it was it was getting pitch black. He was still hitting bombs, so I don't know. How do you see? I'm I'm done when it starts getting dark. I'm done. I don't know how he was he he was still able to hit him. Wait, wait. Were you counting your foul balls? So you said the actual one. football game. Are you counting like home runs that were foul? Like as as home no, runs? no no fouls did not count. But I hit, I think I hit about twenty three homers. I, I play wiffle ball nonstop. Like, that's that's what I do. I love wiffle ball. It's actually like the best practice too to like see an off speed pitch or like breaking ball. So like fun. Games. So fun. Like those knuckle balls and wiffle balls. If you can get mm-hmm. one of those, it's best. Yeah, I this? love wiffle ball. I, I want to try the. Uh, did you ever try the one that actually has the? It, it's like it's supposed to break even harder. It's not oh, like the junk ball. Yeah, have you played with those? I have the junk balls. Yeah, they're cool. Are you kidding yeah, me? Dude, they break insane. Same to the blitz balls do the same thing. The blitz balls also like crazy break. I think but, the like, blitz, the ball, balls, I think the blitz balls are what I've seen. But... Yeah, it's the green like hexagon one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are. All sick. right, well, I'm I'm coming over. We're we're gonna play a little <laughs> backyard game. Heck yeah! <laughs> Heck because yeah. I don't know, find an alley. We used to play like a lot in the alley at my buddy's house because Oh yeah. Just like where he where he lived, it was the the garage that they had was in the alley and we used to like just crush it to the like hit it off the neighbor's roof. And, like, yeah, yeah, that's the best. Just crush him. He was pretty good at wiffle ball. I, I wasn't I was decent at wiffle ball. Then we started with the tennis ball. That's when shit got real though. <laughs> tennis ball. That thing takes off. Tennis ball. I remember you were, playing with the tennis ball. Yeah. 
you were messing somebody up. We, we used to throw smoke with that tennis ball against the garage. His dad used to get mad, though. What are you guys throwing that ball against the garage? Oh, yeah, play like some wall ball off the garage. <laughs> that is the best. That was the best. What else is here? After he lost in the actual wiffle ball game, don't use a sewer. That's first base. <laughs> Uncle Mike's block works great, Joey. All right, well, there we go. See? Yeah. There we go. We're going to Uncle it's Mike's block. It's a cul-de-sac, block. and it is, it is fun. It's a good uh, good arena for some wiffle ball. I'm down. I'm down. So, yeah, I guess we should probably get back to Cubs, though. Um we said we were gonna do like a twenty-five minute show. It didn't. It didn't turn out that way. We always say we're gonna do a short show. It never happens. <laughs> I tried. It was like fifteen minutes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're there." Like any final thoughts, Nick? Final thoughts have been twenty-five <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, Cubs lose two-one. They got Mitch Keller and Helen Keller tonight uh, by the Buckos. That's fine. Tomorrow is a new day. We're playing someone named Colin Selby. He's pitching on the mound. Javier, the ass man, Assad, is pitching for the Chicago Cubs. And hopefully, I think we'll be back uh, Sunday. I'm not sure who's going to be on the Sunday show. I don't think I'll be able to make Sundays, but you never know. Uh, so check out that. Stay on the lookout for that. Go to ontapsportsnet.com to check out all your Chicago sports needs. I know there's an article out there now about what happened at with the Sox situation so uh go look out for that i think it was johnny that wrote that article so um we are cubs on tap you can follow us at cubbies on tap c-u-b-b-i-e-s on tap you can follow nick at nick underscore on tap me at joey knows nothing follow everybody else at loose on tap at juice on tap at teddy freddy 270 at all the other platforms as well socks on tap um, that shouldn't have been the first one I said. It's because Tony's in the comments right now. That's why I said that. <laughs> Socks should not be the first one that you follow. But okay, because you have friends and Ron, we got friends who like the Southsiders, and they all right, you get the drill. So Blackhawk <laughs> stuff too, bulls, bulls on tap, um, all that good stuff. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Nick, what do you say? The only way we get out of here every single time, what do you say? Fuck the Cardinals. And fuck Mitch Keller. And let's go Cubbies. And fuck the umpires.